0: Hi there. Welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Thursday morning, June 10th, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft, Kyle Soppe, producers and researchers, and I am merely Eric Carabell. Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Tristan, how are you on this fine day? Looking forward to the weekend, I assume? Oh, yeah. Feeling good. You? Feeling, feeling good, almost as good as Luke Williams, who hit a walk-off home run, even though he hit no home runs in the minor leagues. Baseball, game. right?
1: That's baseball. Oh, I love it. That was such a good story.
0: That's wow. that's the best part about baseball. It's the stories. I was watching the <laughs> Women's College World Series at the time. But yeah, I did see the ninth inning of the Phillies breaking. <laughs> well, you turned it, tuned in at the right time. <laughs> and tune in today, he says, about his company at 3 p.m. to watch Oklahoma and Florida State. Okay. Uh, and then baseball, of course, this weekend, college baseball. The World Series there. Let's get to uh, Major League Baseball. And the big story in baseball this week is uh, about, well, not something much fun to talk about. Nobody seems to want to, but the MLB's foreign substance mess and Garrett Cole got thrown in right away because uh, uh, reporters asked him questions about it. And Trevor Bowers' performance since in the past week, since maybe pitchers are stopping using what they were using, the sticky stuff as much. The overall picture here, Tristan, I don't know how umpires are going to be able to handle this situation. But if pitchers would just like if pitchers were do less of the sticky stuff, they wouldn't be as effective. From a fantasy baseball perspective, is there a story here or not? If
1: it's going on to the extent that we think it is or that uh, the story is perceiving that it is, then, yeah, I do think there is a fantasy baseball story because the simple fact is spin rate, which we've talked about a little bit in fantasy baseball over the past two to three years, especially – that has a big bearing on a pitcher's ability to succeed. The higher the spin rate, the more effective, the more movement that pitch is. Generally speaking, the metrics bear it out. And, you know, if guys, I mean, you mentioned Cole. First of all, we're singling Cole out. I mean, there's plenty of pitchers who fall into this discussion. But if that impacts the effectiveness of his pitches, he's not as good as he was. The aces aren't as special as they were. That doesn't mean they're bad pitchers. It just means
0: that they're probably not the clear top top guy in fantasy. So you think that guys like Cole DeGrom, if their spin rates drop, they will become less valuable in the big picture, whereas ordinary starting pitchers will not change. So you're saying this takes the star angle away from the best options um, in that sense. Is that that's what you think? So you think Cole and Bauer, Trevor Bauer is like the picture boy for this. He's going Uh to be less effective here, but an ordinary starting pitcher would not be affected as much.
1: Right. But but the problem is that right there, the example is we're cherry picking individual names. I don't entirely agree with that, that the middle class of pitchers is going to move closer to the elite. I don't think that's true because first of all, there could be players in that tier who are doing this, who could have some sort of adverse effect. You know, the whole rising, what is it? The, the, the rising tide raises all boats thing that we talked about with the the baseball itself with home runs. Same kind of thing here. If a large number of players are using it, as seems to be hinted, then I think everybody's going to be somewhat equally affected. And what I'd say is that maybe pitching as a whole loses a little bit of its edge and hitting regains a little bit of its edge as if it really could any more than it has over the past two to three seasons. I don't know. It might be nothing. It might be. But the Garrett numbers are evident. I mean, you know, in the past two starts, he lost about 50 to 75 RPMs on his four-seam fastball in each of those past two outings. Yesterday up a little bit after uh, compared to the one before it, but this is a guy who was getting over 2,500 on his four-seam fastball. It's a very high number, revolutions per minute, and it's in the 2,450 range now. There's a little bit of a change there, and that could matter for a guy like that.
0: So anything actionable as a fantasy manager that you would do? You wouldn't trade away Colin Bauer right now. No. And the reason why is the story's going to
1: amplify the concerns more. The fact that we're talking about is going to make people panicky. And on the trade market, there are already going to be people ready for you to sell 90 cents on the dollar. Don't do that. But I would be really careful about each player. And I would look at things like the spin rates and see whether there's been a change over the past week or two or in their next couple of outings. Do things change? That's why I talk a lot about the Baseball Savant website where you can get those RPMs.
0: All right, what else is happening in fantasy baseball that we need to discuss? Brian Hayes missed first base on a home run. I don't think that's a big story. He's a good hitter. I really like him a lot. Um, The first outing for Jackson Kowar went rather poorly. Uh, He threw a wild pitch while you were listening to me say it, and and he ended up not getting through the first inning. They're giving him another start this weekend. Jared Kalinick did get demoted to Triple A Tacoma right after our show on Monday, 0 for 39. And I, I see people on Twitter. Well, they're saying all kinds of things. But one of the things they're saying is, why do we even invest in prospects at all from a fantasy perspective? And I wrote about that today a little bit in my blog. What's your take on this? Should Kelnick and Kowar be um, worrisome going forward, stories and fantasy, just avoid all prospects? Or is it just two guys? Uh, you know, Wander Franco and Gore will be fine when they come up. Or wh- how do you view it?
1: Yeah, it's another <laughs> another example of a story that has two sides. The only part that was interesting to me when noticing the Kelnick demotion and the core disaster of a debut is, yes, this year's debuting class, not the rookie class. The debuting class has fallen on some particularly hard times where I'll tell you, I'll, I'll ask you a little trivia in a second related to that. The numbers are down. There's only one player in this year's debuting class who has at least one war win over replacement of that group. The players who have made their major league debut this season, only one player has done that. And in the past, these players have been more successful. And what I wondered when I saw those two was, could the lost year of minor league baseball in 2020 be influencing this particular class of players where maybe it's just a one and possibly 22, so two-year blip for debuting players where then in 2023, we're going to want to get right back on board because they're going to have gotten that experience 2021, 2022 in the minors, and they're going to thrive at that point. It might just be that. I don't think Kelnick is destined for a poor career. I don't think Koari is either. And heck, heck, he could have a good bounce back out in his second turn now, now that he got the jitters out of the way. He looked like he
0: had them in that. But I wonder. I do wonder whether that had an impact. Don't you? I don't want to assume anything. I, I feel like whatever Kelnick does – has no relation to what Wander Franco or Vidal Brujan do. So I don't want to like lean into it at all. I mean, Mike Trout had a 670 OPS in his first season in the major leagues. So, you know, that was like 140 at bats, PAs, whatever. I I just, I don't want to read into it at all. So like, don't be scared because Alec Manoa is going to be all over the place. But does it have anything to do with being a rookie or missing 2020 or anything like that? I don't think it does. I don't either. I, I just think it might. That's all. I just right. think it might. Um. So I'll give you the
1: trivia, trivia that Eric doesn't know. Who's the guy with one more?
0: He has one point one. So it's not Brian Hayes. It's a guy who debuted, debuted
1: in in. Yep, he had an MLB debut this year. My goodness,
0: I. I mean, not a adult. He, he made his. Played. He made his United well, I mean, States Major he,
1: League Baseball debut.
0: So, so Mercedes <laughs> actually had one at bat last year. So it's not. Yes, him. he did. Nope, I don't know. The key is he made his major league baseball U.S. debut this year. Oh, it's a Japanese player, Kim. Yeah,
1: it's it's Hey Sun Kim. Oh, see that? That see that? Yeah. See that
0: doesn't and, and, it counts, but it doesn't count. Like
1: it counts, but it doesn't. I, I mean, ultimately, I looked at that list, and the one who's had a decent impact, and even he, I think, is disappointed, relatively speaking, is Jonathan India, the pitching leader, by the way, in WAR for debuters is Garrett Whitlock. Actually, Jake Brents is probably a fraction of a point. So why
0: aren't we worried about rookies then? I mean, if, if no rookies are making an impact and the only only one who has was a 10 year veteran from, you know, over there, like why, I don't understand why we're not making a bigger, why do we expect Mackenzie Gore to still, still be great initially? Yeah, it's a fair point. I'm, I'm simply wondering
1: whether this has something to do with it, because when you look at this sample, It has been disappointed. I mean, on the list, you got Andrew Vaughn, who's been, I'd argue he's been quite a bit disappointing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of other premium names on this list, I'd probably have to scroll pretty far down to find Noah was on it. Um, Yeah, that's a thing. Like, I'd have to parse out the fantasy-relevant names. Logan Gilbert's on the list.
0: All right, let me just ask you about some names in the news. Patrick Wisdom batted third for the Cubs the other day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's something there. But is this Christian Walker, just a late blooming corner infielder, right-handed batter with some pop, or is it something more? This could be Christian Walker now, right? On the
1: positive side, yes. I still think it's a juice the orange situation and nothing more than that.
0: Shane Spencer. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. Shane Spencer, Chris Shelton. Juice
0: that orange. (laughs) <laughs> um, Eric Hazy, the Detroit catcher. We have to start taking this seriously. Eric Haas, Eric Haas. He's hitting home runs and <laughs> without like James McCanning your batting average, like Eric Haas, there's something there. Isn't there, there's a pathway to him being a top 10 fantasy catcher.
1: There is, yeah. He's hit quite well. Uh, the advantage I saw a couple of weeks ago was using him. I think it was against lefties. I'd have to dig up exactly where my forecaster matchup numbers supported him. Um, I looked at him as just kind of a daily game platoon guy. But so far, so good. What was it, five five homers in June so far?
0: Yeah, and it's June 10th. Um, so that's interesting to me. Tony Gonsolin made his season debut for the Dodgers, and he, he had a walks problem. Are you concerned? What do you think happens here? Because it's pretty clear they don't want David Price to start. So Gonsolin has this opportunity to make 15, 20 starts for them.
1: Yeah, and I think he will. Barring this not improving, um, I wonder whether that was simply the not quite ready for the full Major League workload after so much time absent uh, that they could have just given him another rehab start. I'm not panicked yet. I, I did endorse starting him. That blew up in my face. I'm going to miss some. <laughs> uh, I still think he's got great potential. I would I attempt to
0: acquire inquire on a by low trade if I could. Cabrian Hayes is really good. Like, he yep. can hit. Yep. I mean, Cabrian Hayes is going to be a top 10 third baseman, I think.
1: And he's got defense, fuels, playing time. Love that. But he was going to play anyway.
0: I mean, like, I, mean, I guess Alec Boehm is losing some playing time, maybe because of his defense, or maybe it's just 210 batting average. But... I mean, I ranked Boehm a little bit ahead of Hayes a couple months ago, and that just looks ridiculous. <laughs> so, I mean, Hayes looks legit. Power yeah. and hits for average. And, yeah. I mean, I still not a ton of – he could win Rookie of the Year in the National League this year. I uh, know. That's the impressive
1: thing is, yeah, it's still eligible.
0: Somebody <laughs> could have won it back-to-back years. You don't know, realize how ridiculous the rules are. Like, the, didn't, they,
1: didn't they prevent that from happening? You're not allowed to? Or did they – I don't I, I mean, was recall
0: hearing that. I mean, like, I think – like. Devin Williams could still win the rookie of the year in back-to-back years. That's crazy. Devin He's Will- not going. No, to- Devin,
1: Devin Williams is ineligible. De- Devin Williams definitely had the days.
0: So it had to be somebody who, like, Brian Hayes. A Rosarena. A Rosarena can still win it. Yeah.
1: Okay. A Rosarena could still win it, but he wouldn't for back-to-back years. Um, but Brian Hayes, by the way, the huge improvement here is the play discipline metrics. He shaved about 3% off his chase rate swing rate at non-strikes. You no. Know, uh you know, if he if he continues those gains, that's he he could be a very
0: special player. You interested at all in JP Crawford? He's leading off for Seattle and I don't know the exact numbers, but he's getting a couple hits every day and he's had a good good month so far and I have him on a deep league team and that's why I care, but are you interested at all?
1: From a role-related standpoint, yeah, I, I feel like the true value isn't that of a top ten fantasy shortstop. He's probably in the middle, uh middle infielder class and in mix, but I think he's pretty firmly in there. He needs to be rostered in all leagues. I mean, it's
0: it's six walks in his past five games, open mm-hmm. with two strikeouts and six runs scored. So he's getting on base. Now it's Detroit pitching the last couple of days, and the Angels. So we'll give it that. But I, all right, we, I'm just looking at the 50s. most
1: the fact he's leading off and they're confident in doing that, even when he's uh, doesn't have the platoon advantage is good. And he's always walked about 10% of the time and sound enough
0: skills. People should be reading what you wrote the other day uh, about actually today. This is um, pitchers with workload concerns because Luis Garcia of Houston is one of the most added pitchers in ESPN standard leagues. And just give summarize, if if you could, your article, because all my pitchers are on, on the list here. What the concern is with, workloads injury or teams shutting them down or some combination? What is it? It
1: it goes back to what we talked about in the preseason about how we assumed that nobody was going to pile up hefty innings, pitch totals. And so far on the high end, pitchers have done it. That doesn't surprise me. But what has is teams are often adding an extra guy to the rotation and buying time for their younger players. We've seen it with teams like Atlanta, They have a couple of young guys in that. Injuries have influenced the Miami rotation. We've seen it there. Houston has a lot of guys that they could use for their five rotation spots. So they've been going 6 men spot starters or shuffling guys out. Uh, And I'm trying to remember who the other team was. There was one other team I felt. So
0: the actionable thing to do there is is basically view Luis Garcia as a squeeze the orange type player and try to trade him as fast as you can.
1: Yes, because, and especially in Houston's case, they have multiple players they need to keep their workloads in check. It's why we talked about Christian Javier being bumped to the bullpen. He'll go back in the rotation, but that makes it tough for us fantasy-wise when we're trying to manage a seasonal or a weekly innings cap or if we're just trying to make sure we have enough resources to get through the season. I mean, this goes back to like the Chris Paddock thing a couple years ago where the Padres shut him down early. There are going to be pitchers who are contributing right now that get shut down early, and you need to be prepared. You need to know who those guys are, and you need to be aware, in addition to that this year, that there are teams that have lengthy spans on their schedule where they're going to throw in extra guys, that there won't be 2 start pitchers.
0: All right, check, out, check out Tristan's article, ESPN's Fantasy Baseball page. Also, check out our colleague Derek Carty, wrote about how weather should factor into your fantasy lineup decisions. Excellent article there. Tristan, That's- your thoughts on weather. How much do you think about weather when you are making lineups?
1: Typically, the big thing for me on weather is whether there's a risk of rain out, and that goes to the daily fantasy leagues. You obviously don't want to get a zero in your lineup, but uh, the stuff that's always been interesting to me is uh, environments like Arizona and Chase Field. So I know Derek talks a little bit about this one, where um, whether the roof is open or closed has a big uh, influence on your fantasy planning. I don't really do much weather-wise on, you know, you and I play a lot of weekly leagues, a full season planning perspective, I don't really do that. Derek addressed that in a way that I hadn't really considered. I look at it more from a daily standpoint.
0: And obviously, as the weather gets warmer, home runs will fly. He explains why that's good for offense, but not good for pitching. So, I mean, we all have to roster pitchers too. So you got yeah. to figure out a way uh, to be- But successful. he
1: talks where too. That's another key thing. He, he addresses some that are more likely to do than others.
0: All right, now let's address the combo meals, if you will, sir. Hey, it's a combo meal. Ding! Do, 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 do. Combo, combo, do, 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 do,
1: do. it's a combo meal. Home run plus steal.
0: These players were making moves earlier this week, and making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com/sports. And I'm going to take out my sword and point it right at you. Um, oh, yes. What's with the swords anyway? I don't know. I'm my kids. I have a plastic sword just sitting I'll at my...
1: swords for 200.
0: <laughs> uh, Monday, Starling Marte did it. It's his 22nd career combo meal. And over that stretch, only Mike Trout has more with 35. Well, I'm sure, give him time. Acuna you'll get there. And on Wednesday, Paul Goldschmidt and Taylor Walls, the Phil in Tampa Bay shortstop, had combo meals. Uh, Walls isn't doing anything that spectacular. He's probably going to be pushed aside pretty soon. But, you know, I don't know when we're going to see Franco and and Vidal Brujan. Um, Marte's a really good player. I mean, like, yeah. he's a 15-homer, 30-steal player. And it's nice to see him healthy again. It was he's just bad great, luck. He's a great roto. Not quite as great points guy. because He's Not a walker. He's not a walker. Yeah. Well, you're
1: looking forward to the Marte party in New York in a couple months, aren't you?
0: The Marte party.
1: Oh, and the Yankees inevitably trade for him because they have no
0: center fielder. <laughs> you know what's weird? Like, okay, so the trade deadline's the last day of July. The Yankees obviously need outfield help. Well, I mean, I guess the Marlins are waiting until then because that's when, you know, it's most valuable to them. But... If you're the Yankees or any team that needs help, why are you waiting? Like, don't you want the next six weeks of Starling Marte too? I mean, I don't know what the Mm -hmm. price would be, but, you know, if it's a minor leaguer, I mean, the Marlins probably aren't going to the playoffs, but maybe they don't think that. It's a shame because Starling Marte is a good player. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yankees need more than one Starling Marte. They need one in left field too. It's just amazing to me. Like, all the trades happened on the last day of July, but from a fantasy aspect, you know if you – you're not going to compete. Like I have a league where yeah, I'm in third place and I know I'm not winning. And if somebody would say to me, all right, will you trade this guy like Nelson Cruz? Yeah, of course. I'm not going to keep him. You know, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. I would trade him away. Do it now in fantasy. Don't so, wait yeah. for the last day of July because then you only get the final eight weeks as opposed to the final, you know, what do we have? 14 weeks or whatever yeah. it is. From from the lengthy experience at Caper Leagues, I'll tell you
1: that the reason to do it now is that if you're first, you have the maximum number of trade partners. If you wait until the deadline day, then a lot of your counterparts have already filled the needs that they had. So do it today. The sooner the better. You should be able to know where you're at standing-wise. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you enjoy my hedging on the Martes?
0: Hedging on the – what do you mean?
1: I covered covered all my bases with the possible Yankee Marte since their top two center field targets are probably Sterling and
0: Cattell. I don't think Arizona's trading Cattell. Do you? Like why would (laughs) they do that? He's a part of their building plan. But Starling's contract makes it so that they can't afford him in Miami. So It's,
1: It's more the getting a return while you're rebuilding.
0: Maybe the Yankees would take Andrew McCutcheon. Probably not. Not for center. No, but they need left field too. I mean, oh, your left fielder walked. Congratulations! A little happy dance. <laughs> yeah. The day we say that Miguel Andujar has never walked, he takes a walk. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it. Maybe it was intentional. And by the way, the thing I didn't—I wish I'd written this. Williams Astadio has issued more walks than drawn more walks. Well said. Yeah. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. I didn't think about that till after it happened. All right, that's combo meals, and they were fun, and they were brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Um, let's get to the closers now. Sing the carousel, baby
1: it's the closer carousel all
0: right and the carousel is brought to you by i don't know but it's it's tough with really pictures man some okay. sort of tops making company or something like that. Some you know, or a uh,
1: I've got uh, yo-yo company.
0: <laughs> it is. It's 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 wild. I've got Will Smith on an important team, and yes, I was rooting for that Luke Williams home run to go out of the park. And then my mom texted me and said, "Luke Williams." I'm like, he didn't have any home runs in the minor leagues, but Will Smith. I mean, is there? Will Smith has lost five games. I know we don't care about losses so much, and his home run rate is fine. The strikeout rate is good. He was actually really good for the past couple of weeks. But I watched Will Smith pitch and I, I just I, I, I don't I'm not impressed. Like his ERA is high. It was four, it was four before that game in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Do you think Will Smith keeps the job and saves 30 games season? a season? I lean
1: towards yes, the <laughs> there's some hesitation because they have some good and capable replacement arms behind him. And I mean, it's multiples. They could really go any way. Chris, you know, I like Chris Martin a lot, uh, skills wise, uh, AJ Minter. they added Shane green, Shane green has that closer experience. And the thing about Smith that bugs me is how extremely flyball prone he's gone. And I mentioned managers really hate these pitchers who blow up. Like if you look at the, the metrics, he minimizes hard contract, uh, card contract, hard contact, but puts the ball in the air. So there are going to be some blow-up outings, and otherwise he could be excellent. I
0: I, I is, see him going committee. Is this the next Sean Doolittle? That fly ball rate scares me. The, all the home runs have been against right-handers. You know, they don't let Sean Doolittle close anymore because he can't get righties out, and he's extreme fly ball. I worry Will Smith's the next Doolittle. Ooh, that's a good call. Okay, so look at the weighted on-base averages. 3.30
1: to righties and 2.30 to lefties this year. It's widening. Doolittle, that's an interesting comp.
0: Yeah, that's why I said I like get concerned yeah. um, who who gets the next save for Texas. Ian Kennedy Josh on the scored. shelf with a hamstring or a groin or something down there. Um, Josh, the Boers you think is the closer now? DeMarcus Evans is a name to watch, but yep. um Joelie Rodriguez was the first guy in one of my deep leagues that somebody brought up for bid. So through Brett Martin in a key
1: spot in yesterday's game, I believe, too.
0: Yeah, I think it. I mean, Kennedy might only be out for like you know a week. Yeah. But it could be a lot of different players there, and there's not a lot to save, but still, there's something to save.
1: sabor got their Kennedy day off save, the the most recent one. So that's the only reason I go that direction. I I don't think it's going to be a fantasy relevant replacement situation.
0: Uh, Detroit looks looks like they're going with Jose Cisnero. Uh, I do not know how long Michael Fulmer is out, but I will ask you, Cisnero or Josh Sabor's. Has to bad, be Cisnero,
1: Yeah, bad 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 team, so not many options. I say Cis- yeah, I'd say Cisnero. And I think he might be the righty half of a righty lefty platoon, but you know, more a lot more righties in baseball. So of a,
0: a higher prospect of saves each night. Uh still nothing in Arizona to save. It's it's hard to believe what's happening with that team. Yeah. Um anything else? Blow it up. Well I mean who do they trade? I mean who's it's not that many play people aren't you Marte know, knocking... get a get a huge return for Marte. I guess, but th- there's not a lot else. Like nobody wants Christian Walker. Nobody wants Joaquin Soria um, or their starters. I mean, who's, who's trading from Merrill Kelly. I, I, it's amazing how fast that organization, um, any other situations in baseball that you th- think we need to discuss here.
1: The only other note I'd have is what Oakland's doing, since they seemed firmly righty-lefty between Trevino and Diekman. The Trevino has actually pitched pretty decently lately. I wonder whether he could emerge as the solitary guy. But yesterday he got the eighth inning,
0: and Diekman got the ninth in a four nothing uh-huh. game, which is essentially uh-huh. the same as a three nothing game. Except you don't get a save. Mm-hmm. So tell you think me. that's
1: but do you think that's Romano-ish in Toronto, where they threw Romano against the, the top of the order in the eighth?
0: No, I think that there, I think Oakland is still it's a shared situation. That's I how think I it is, it. too.
1: I'm just wondering whether that could change based on the performance.
0: It could. Let's take a look at the schedule now and a bunch of day games today that have already started. Um, and then tonight, anything tonight that interests you, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, I recall his last couple of outings have not been so great. What are you doing with him? Are you viewing Rodriguez the way we did before last year? Uh, Like like this is a guy who's going to win a lot of games and get enough strikeouts to matter. Or is this an ERA whip killer that you can't roster anymore?
1: I lean towards liking him, trusting him as a non top 25 fantasy starter, but a guy who belongs just outside of that group. But the only concern I have since you mentioned the workloads column is that because he didn't pitch last year and it was injury related that he does end up a little bit high on that list of, you know, the guys you raise the flag for that I mean, he, he it, might have, have his workload kept in check.
0: He's actually that, the
1: sixth highest over pace compared ooh, to last year.
0: That's interesting. Cause he's a veteran guy. You wouldn't think of him that way. I mean, you would think of Trevor Rogers of Miami that way, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. think of Eduardo Rodriguez that way. Yeah. I don't think I have Eduardo Rodriguez in my top 30 starting pitchers. So, no, I don't think he should, but
1: outside, wouldn't you?
0: Well, outside, obviously, but have far, I don't think he's in my top 50 right now. I, I don't feel as upbeat. I mean, I hope he's he's better than Jay Happ with strikeouts, but I'm concerned about ear rain whip damage that is showing no indication of going the other way. You know, Zach Davies is showing indications with his ear rain whip that, that it's going to be okay. Eduardo Rodriguez is not. That's mm-hmm. what concerns me there. Um, yeah. Friday, the first game of the day is at Wrigley at two 20 PM Eastern time. Kyle Hendricks, who say Kyle Hendricks turned his ERA and whip around. He was very unlucky in the beginning, giving up a lot of homers. And then he stopped doing that. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Now. But Rodriguez is not fine now. Um, the best pitcher in baseball, according to the player Radar, pitches on Friday night in Washington, Kevin Gaussman of San Francisco. He's not mm-hmm. being traded. I'm kind of glad San Francisco is doing well because I didn't want to see a teardown. I wanted to see them contend and compete, and maybe even win that division. Everybody just assumed the Dodgers would win it. I picked the Padres to win it and the Dodgers to be in the wild card game. But right now, I think the Giants are the division winners, and the Padres would play the Dodgers in the wild card or something like that. It's just it'd be it's a lot of fun to see the Giants doing okay because I have nothing against Kapler. I mean, he couldn't manage my team, but this team he's doing fine. I mean, I think it's just my organization is a joke and dysfunctional. It doesn't matter who's managing it. But good for San Francisco. I like to see Posey doing well. i nothing against always a nice guy to me every time I've talked to him. Uh, he's holding back Joey Bart, but that's not his problem. Speak uh, your team. They're off on Friday. I hate that. I just hate this. Yours and my teams are off on Friday. Why? I know it's a weird-ness. The Phillies are, were off on Monday. They need another off day on a Friday. Every team in baseball should play on a Friday. Every team. It's a joke. I, I,
1: I don't get that. The weird schedule wrinkle of they're having They're playing Friday an early
0: time. day game at home today. They need a day off on Friday before a series against the Yankees. It's a really—it's
1: not—they're at home. Well, it's an extremely long trip between the two of them. You understand? I mean, that traffic on the turnpike.
0: Oh, it can get ugly. Blake Snell. Oh, speaking yeah. of, is Blake Snell Jake DeGrom? Uh, that's a rematch for Snell against New York. Now i am not rooting for Snell to pitch poorly or be inefficient, but I would like to make him make my words look a little bit better <laughs> if he goes three innings, and gives up four runs and four walks. I just. Yeah, it was one good outing. I'm still not in. So currently, based on the construction of the Mets lineup,
1: a lefty pitcher facing them gets a noticeably better matchup than a righty pitcher. And it's above
0: average for him. I'll just note that. Even without Conforto and McNeil? Even without them. Because Kevin Pillar is going deep against his old teammate. Did you play with him? Maybe he didn't. Pilar. I don't think so. I always get Pilar and Kiermeyer mixed up because good defensive outfitters Yeah. <laughs> uh Otani. Know, that's weird. I'm
1: just saying what the what the projection says from. That's curious, but
0: so Otani, I assume, will not be in the hitting lineup because the game is at Arizona on Friday. He will definitely
1: be in the hitting lineup. He will not be Saturday. Oh, yeah. He'll
0: be in the hitting line. So where does he bat in the order? Does second. it's talking about second?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what was I thinking there? Now the
1: question's going to be in that game. So the this is another forecaster or on the thing that he's definitely not starting the next two games. They're not putting him in the outfield, but they do it in this. That's game. what they I meant say. Yes,
0: um, yes, I think they can do it for a couple innings.
1: Right, but then yeah, the, like they throw him in late in the game in left field, right field, whichever it is. He could be the defensive
0: replacement for Justin Upton. <laughs>
1: there you go. How
0: about that? Yeah uh oh milwaukee starting pitchers i don't know who said this was it kyle where woodruff burns and peralta are like three of the four pitchers in baseball with a million outings of what is it kyle tell us you tweeted this
2: yeah there's four pitchers with at least five outings of six innings and no more than two hits allowed and it's gaussman and the three brewers which i just thought was absolutely bonkers that that's the leaderboard
0: and and wow. the Brewers are facing a lot of Pittsburgh and Colorado in the next couple of weeks, Kyle noted in his Twitter account. So that's pretty interesting there. Yeah. I mean, you rostered these guys already. It's just interesting to me.
1: Remember, though, some of the Colorado games are in Colorado. Just be careful. What are you, you're not sitting any of those Brewers no. there, are you? <laughs> I'm sitting Adrian Hauser and Brett Anderson who are scheduled to pitch there. But I wasn't asking about them. I was <laughs> Corbin Burns them. is currently slated to pitch in Colorado. And of course, if they push back based on throwing extra guys, it's a long stretch without a day off. As I mentioned, Woodruff could pitch there too. But you're not sitting those guys, even at Coors. I know. I'm just saying it stinks to have that. Wouldn't you much rather have Woodruff pitching on Wednesday against Cincinnati at home Of course I would. The Thursday at Coors?
0: <laughs> if I've got these guys in a weekly league and they're pitching at Coors, I don't sit them. Um, Saturday, what's interesting. So Jackson Kowar gets another start against James Caprellian, who I feel a little bit better about cutting in my keeper league. Um, what do you expect out of Kowar here? He looked nervous. I mean, three wild pitches in an inning. I mean, that's just, he's very talented. I mean, would we have felt better if it was three innings and three runs? Yes, but. Does this matter? Right, because he would
1: have solved a little bit of the early jitters. He never even got an opportunity to put those behind him. There was it was a problem compounded by he didn't seem in sync at all with Salvador Perez. Just the like first, I don't know if it's a changeup or a splitter. I've been trying to figure it out from the classifications, but it's a changeup that breaks like a splitter. Kind of like the Alex Cobb in the early Tampa Bay days, and Perez just couldn't defend it. And that's a problem. If the pitcher loses confidence in going to that pitch, then you get a messy outing like wild pitches. And I don't think that gets fixed here. Sitting him for this outing.
0: Luis Garcia is at Minnesota, and that lineup is not doing what it did last season or the year before. So you can't sit Garcia anywhere. Um, Steven Matz versus Nick Pavetta. Ugh. Do you roster either of these guys in an ESPN standard now? No. I guess Pavetta, you have to with the numbers he has. But like, if you're projecting forward, we don't expect Pavetta to have an ERA better than four the rest of the way, do we? We can't. Yeah, and I'm a little more worried that, well, no, actually, both of them fall in that same
1: class. Yeah, I, I can't make the case at all in a standard mixed. Pavetta, by the way, is grading league average for matchup, and uh Steven Matz is a slightly beneath him. About Matz had some there.
0: bad outings of late. Yep. And Boston's a happy. bad
1: matchup for a lefty.
0: Uh, Sunday night baseball on ESPN is the Cardinals and the Cubs. Carlos Martinez, who's been really bad recently, had a 10 run outing in the first inning against the Dodgers against Zach Davies, who has figured it out. He's not a strikeout guy. He doesn't go deep into games, but he did go six innings his last outing against the Padres and he's back. You know, it's a deep league. Um, I have Davies in a league. I was going to drop him and now I'm not so sure. I want to see what he does this weekend again. Uh, what else is happening on Sunday? Oh, there's Hauser and, and Brubaker. What do you make? Of, is Hauser relevant in fantasy? I don't know. Matchups-wise, he's relevant. and Relevant and, Sunday.
1: Yeah, the thing with Hauser is the skills justify using him as long as the matchup is middling to above average. Uh, I actually am more, in, uh, more concerned about long-term workload or injuries
0: with him. He seems to struggle in that regard. And strikeout machine Robbie Ray is on the mound on Sunday, and this is this is an Otani like change in his in his walk rate. Like honestly, I I I never seen anything well, like what Ohtani you Darvish like. Oh, I, I meant Darvish. I didn't mean Otani. Yeah, I, you I Darvish like. Yeah, what is wrong with me today? Um, Robbie Ray had 13 strikeouts and nary a walk in his last outing. He's mm-hmm. walked like five guys since mid-April. Five. And we're with mad 70 strikeouts. Still, didn't, yes. win. Still um, didn't win. No yeah. run support. No run support. That was at the White Sox. But he is a must start every outing now, I would say, Robbie Ray. Uh, Agreed. Let's bring in Kyle now. He's got trivia and hash browns. Kyle, what say you?
2: A couple hash browns, but we'll start with trivia. I, I want to see if you guys can get this. There's four names on this one, so I'm giving you more chances to miss, Eric. That's what I'm looking for. I aim to beat you here. Since May 1st, who are the top four pitchers in the American League, when it comes to strikeouts per nine innings, well, I assume Robbie play. Ray. <laughs> Pretty simple yeah, question. The, we'll get
1: what's to your the answer.
2: It's just the qualified. There's no.
1: Uh, e e A qualified one. May fourth.
2: May first, but yeah, May
1: first, okay.
2: And yes, Robbie Ray is number one. So he
0: was thinking, May the fourth be with you. He sure was.
1: Yes, he loves May fourth. I'm not even wearing my Star Wars shirt today. Oh, man. Well, it's because
2: it's June 10th, not May the 4th.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can find a way to spin that Star Wars related. I'll think about that one. <laughs> You've got until
2: Eric gets a trivia question right to think of that. Dylan's our first hash brown. He wants to know which struggling top 50 starting pitcher you would worry you would not worry about for moving on from. So who who were you in on in the preseason that you can cut ties with without thinking twice about it now? that you
0: can cut ties with. I'm not you cutting ties. You can get
2: with. rid of, which is not overreactory. That's definitely a word.
1: But you can get rid of because you're, you're done with them.
2: Right. Your thoughts of them have dropped so much from the off season that not worth it.
0: All right. Let me think about this. Um, I'm trying to pull this up on a new laptop. Okay. So who did we have ranked in the top 50 and we know Blake Snell. Well, but I'm to move completely on from him. That last adding was really good. <laughs> I I was ready a week ago. I know it's this is the tough part of it. <laughs> That's the problem with these guys. It takes one good outing to literally change your mind on because
2: it's like, oh, he was a Cy Young not too long ago. I'm
0: telling you, you've got to trade Blake Snell now because nothing has changed except one outing against Thomas Nito and the Mets. I I really believe that. Um, Strasburg, I'd move on from Strasburg. Health, performance, bad team. They'll shut him down at some point. You know, they will.
2: We've seen this with him.
0: How about Dylan Bundy? Is it time? Time to give up? Probably.
1: Um, I've been wondering about that myself. I still lean towards keeping him around, but that's, that's a good call. I mean, By the way, that... number, <sighs>
0: I'll
1: give you, I'll give you the five guys closest to number 50 and ADP from the opening day set. 48 was Carlos Carrasco Frankie Montas, Marcus Stroman, Dallas Keuchel, Zach Eflin. So we're looking in that tier. They're not the high strikeout guys, but
0: the generally reliable types. Well, Corbin, although yesterday wasn't yeah. that bad. I like. I still think Patrick Corbin has a place on rosters, but not. And he's not in my top fifty. And same with Montas. A lot of walks. Lamette, I, I don't know how how stay healthy. Yeah, they baby his arm so much. I'm looking in the group
1: above this, and and to me, almost anybody was definitively in the top 50 ADP in the preseason, the answer is fairly
0: obvious How, to me. I mean, what from you, an injury standpoint, Carlos Carrasco, isn't it yeah, time to move on? This is bothering me. No, if you've waited two and a half months, this is the time to buy. There's no—I'm out. Oh, there's no way I would buy on him. Well, what, why? Isn't he coming back later this month? It was not an arm. It was a hamstring. I assume that he's going to be okay. I don't know what they're waiting for, but why would you not buy now if you've waited this long? I could have sworn.
1: Yeah. The update that we just got yesterday was
0: just that he's things aren't going well during his recovery. So how long are we waiting? So it's probably something else. And they're lying and not telling us the truth. And obviously with him, there was something else important. I guess. Uh, I I think the difference here is that you can stash him in your injured list spot, but you can't do that with Patrick Corbin. But in our game,
1: I'm sure you have more prominent names you need that spot for. Yeah, probably. How about
0: Sixto Sanchez in the injury? Giving up. Now, why am I giving up on Sixto and not Carrasco? Because one of them's a hamstring and one of them is a shoulder. And Sixto was going to be on an innings limit and his team isn't competitive. Mets are in first place. Mets are going to win this division. Now, they could wait on Carrasco until late August because they know he can start a playoff game, but I don't know. I mean, Atlanta's going to make a run at them. There's only two teams that can win the NL East now, and it's Atlanta and the Mets. And if I'm the Mets, I mean, I take it easy with Carrasco, obviously, unless they're lying to us, but I don't think 6 those. I, I think it's a 50-50 shot 6-0 Jose doesn't even pitch at all this year. It's a shoulder. They don't know.
1: Yeah. I feel similarly about the two of them. The one positive note I'll give you on Sanchez is that the Marlins are going to get in a filling their innings. I would use the word crisis with confidence in September. I think they will. Because
0: they're going to have to they sit w- Lopez, Alcantara and Rogers and who else is going to pitch for them. Right. Like they don't they don't have guys. To well, fill they, the they games could wait. LeBlanc types could fill games for them. I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah. But don't they I'm have a saying- guy like that. I mean. Maybe not LeBlanc himself, but they have a lefty, a soft tossing lefty, like uh, as a swingman for the team. I don't know. I, I'll look it up. His Where does
2: Luis Castillo good. fit in all this? We haven't talked about him in like a week
0: because I'm scared to. Because I'm I'm going to be wrong, but I'm buying. I'm buying. Last outing was good, wasn't it? Six one. innings, one run. Yeah, against St. Louis. So I I know people want us to put him on that list. Ross Detwaller, who was it was who I was thinking of. No, I'm sticking with Castillo. I'm assuming that 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 he pitches to a 375 ERA the rest of the season. That's what I'm assuming with Luis Castillo. He isn't even as good as we had thought before the season. Yeah. But But in the top fifty. But rest of the season, I do think Luis Castillo is a top fifty starting pitcher. Yes.
1: But by the way, when we say fifty, it wasn't ADP, but I wonder whether his Decent start, put him there for some perception-wise. Matthew Boyd, I'm not. I am a no on on Matthew Boyd. I haven't been a points league. I'd love to
0: ship him off to somebody. I was never in. (laughs) Did you get his K rate? Yeah, I I don't know where it went. Like what happened? That's why. That's the reason we wanted him. Yeah, exactly. It's like what Zach Wheeler did last year, except Wheeler was still effective.
2: Yeah, Wheeler's been so good this year.
0: Yeah, but he shows, he shows up in Tristan's uh, whatever. <laughs> Wheeler? He's not on yep. that list, is he? Because he's pitched 200 in, He's never actually pitched 200 innings before. He's Yeah, he's not because of the age and the need of the team, but he
1: is pacing pretty high. Let me see if he's... Like, I was surprised
0: that you didn't discuss him.
1: Because Zach Wheeler is on pace to exceed last year's pro rated amount by about 30 innings, his 2019 by 27, and that was his career high. So it's by 27.
0: He's never pitched 200 innings before, and he's on pace to go well he's past
1: 222 and a third.
0: Yeah. But man, those strikeouts. He'll throw 200
1: innings if he stays healthy.
0: He's good. I'm starting to get a little worried about Aaron Nola. He just doesn't go deep enough into these games. So
1: inefficient. So, leave that column. Was the number of guys who are on pace for two hundred innings? How many are going to get there now?
0: Now that we're revisiting, you said seventeen. I say half. Not even half. Six, seven. Lance Landgar called. I think we we'll
1: are I think we're going to get eight guys getting to two hundred. All right, we'll see. Still technically less than
0: half. Jason wants to know: Urshela or Wisdom the rest of the way in a redraft league? It's, Ur, it's Urshela. I, I understand Wisdom looked good for two weeks, but he's still not walking. And it's still a desperation play by the Cubs. And until for now, I'm going to say he's not that Christian Walker emergent type. But he he had minor league power. He should hit for power. He should also hit like 240 the rest of the season. That's what he should do. Yeah. K rate says it. Career rate is 37.5%. That's just doesn't make enough impact. So the rest of the season, could he hit 15 home runs? Sure. Could he bat 240? Yes. You can find like guys like that. Out there, Orshel is not one of them. He's better than that.
1: Barreling a third of your balls in play is completely unsustainable. He's had, he's got a forty-eight percent fly ball rate. That's like who was the yeah blind Schimpf was yeah that the
0: the Padre second baseman yeah, yeah
1: yeah like everything in the air. Which doesn't I mean, at work some point, pitchers
0: at some point at some point pitchers are going to be informed how to attack him. I am surprised it hasn't happened already. I mean, I am rooting for him. I don't want him to do poorly, but come on, look at these numbers. Can't can't continue. That's fair. Total orange juice guy. Total Total orange juice guy. Definitely a
2: breakfast kind of orange juice guy.
1: Josh, oh, want to wants to
2: know if. Well, would you rather be a bacon guy or an orange juice guy?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Probably bacon guy.
2: <laughs> we only ask the hard hitting questions here. Josh wants to know if he's crazy for liking the underlying numbers on Erod this year.
0: Edward, Eduardo Rodriguez? Yeah. Uh, I, I, Tristan likes him more than I do. But if he's not going to go to 200 innings and his 160 innings are going to be with an ERA of 475, then no, not interested. It's a lot of strikeouts, though.
1: Eduardo's expected ERAs working forward five years from 2016 go 385, 418, 376, 351, and 354.
0: But he never quite gets there. Well, the past two years he did. Hasn't he? Has he not established himself as a guy who Dave bushes his way to a, a higher ERA than it should be?
1: Not the past two years. I'll tell you this: you threw Kyle Hendricks. I—that's the first guy I think of. Like, does where, you know what tier does he belong as? Is he near Hendricks? And I'd say Rodriguez is behind
0: Hendricks, but it's not by a lot. Just be careful here. They don't look anything alike in terms of whip. Oh, no way. Rodriguez's no whip way. is like 135 and Hendricks is 115. Yeah. I would no take way. Hendricks here and give up some strikeouts for ERA and whip. Yeah. They're That's completely different say. pitchers. Yeah. But. But you I don't mentioned think he's... him, so.
1: Right. I don't think if, if Hendricks is the number 23 starting pitcher, add like 11 spots to that for Rodriguez. It's That's a fair. That's fair. ear behind. Okay.
2: Last one's more of a theoretical question from Lawrence. He traded Wander Franco and a future first rounder for Garrett Cole in a keeper league. You only have four keepers per team. He's wondering what your general strategy is in a shallower keeper league like that, right? Take or leave the exact trade, but general strategy. Are you going for a guy like Wander in a league you only keep four keepers in?
0: No, I'm going for Garrett Cole. Try to win now. Cole's not old. Draft picks mean nothing. If you can win now, I have Adley Rushman on a team where I might be able to win now. And there's a guy in my league who loves the Orioles and will give me whatever I want. And if I think I can win this year, and I'm not quite sure yet, I'm like in fifth or sixth out of 16 teams. If I think I can win this year, I will trade Adley for a Garrett Cole type. If I can win now, you do it every time. I I would at least. And you know, Tristan, I think you agree. Like, if you can win now, you you make that trade every day. Wander Franco might be Mike Trout. And you might regret it in five years, Mm -hmm. but he might start out like Kelnick this year, too. So Mm -hmm. there are no guarantees that what people are writing, smart people are writing, is that the jump between AAA and Major League Baseball right now has never had a larger gap because there was no 2020. And a lot of these guys didn't get to play. They were just playing, you know, against teammates for a month. Mm -hmm. So to assume Wander Franco is an immediate star is is quite the assumption. And that's not because of Kelnick. It's just because of the, the way things are right now. Well
1: said. I, I I fully agree with that. And in that league, that's not a dynasty league. It's nothing close to it. That is a shallow keeper league. And I'd actually be more bothered about giving up that first round pick because that first round pick might well be this year's J.D. Martinez. He probably would have been one of the guys out there and available with that first-round pick. And it might have even been a better player than that. It would either be a guy who's rental-oriented who will put up tremendous numbers, or it might well be a top prospect like Franco. So that tells you a lot about if Franco is the guy you're worried about giving up in that deal, you're going to find a player pretty easily in your early rounds even giving that up. I want Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is a locked-in keeper, clearly a member of the four guys who should be kept.
2: Okay, like that. And I, I think that's contrarian to what he was thinking when he asked because giving up putting wander and keeper league in the same question is dangerous, but I agree with you guys. Garrett Cole's and is now a good time to buy on Cole and the trade market general for redraft or otherwise like narratives kind of down on him right now with the spider tax stuff.
1: I think people think Jacob deGrom is clearly better than Garrett Cole. And I'm not so sure about that. I'm not sure. Yeah. By the way, the, in a four teamer versus the, so the one I have is a 12 teamer. I can tell you that our experience with 12 keepers is it's very hard to keep a player like Kelnick who struggles initially. You need those keeper spots to produce immediately. That's the problem with prospects in that kind.
2: Get you there. All right. We'll circle back to trivia here. Since May 1, who are the top four pitchers in the AL in strikeouts per nine innings? You already have Robbie Ray who leads the way. Who are the next three?
0: Well, I mean, the obvious name, Cole and Bieber are obvious names, right? Well, Bieber's five, which is why I cut this at four, so. (laughs) Okay. Obvious contending names, not necessarily the winners. So is Cole 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 in there? Cole's nine. Cole's nine. Cole and and Bieber are not there. Um, (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some pictures. Um,
2: You should definitely get at least one if not all Tyler three. Tyler now. Tyler Glass now is the one you should definitely get. He's number two.
0: How about Otani?
2: Otani, I don't believe qualifies. Non-qualifier?
0: How about that White Sox
2: kid who... Uh, cease. Cease is three. Uh-oh. We're getting there. You need one more. and uh, I don't think Eric's going to get this guy because he doesn't like him at all. So this is on Tristan. <laughs> it's,
0: it's not Rick Porcello doesn't have a job. It can't be him. Oh, no. It's probably one
1: of those Boston pitchers that we not rail Chatwood. on so much. It's not
0: Erod. That's not Chatwush. Confirmed. It's not, it's not Nate Evaldi. Not the, not the Boston guys,
1: is it? Not Richards? It's, it's, it's Who? Garrett Richards. No, not Richards, not
2: Erod. Not, not Evaldi. Pivetta. Not Evaldi. Tristan, give me one more time. Not Pavetta. No. Nick
0: Pavetta, number four. Oh, oh no. Really? Nick Pavetta? Just Poor Nick <laughs> yeah yeah we couldn't have used him you know that as... is over bieber 5.02 oh,
2: 5. strikeouts for nine innings
0: oh so, so in tell me that i'm wrong about nick pavetta because i'm clearly am nick pavetta okay have him in labor by the way yeah. i did not even realize like i'm doing okay in labor <laughs> like i haven't made a move all year i haven't spent a dollar of fab budget there's nothing to buy I'm only like three points out. Um, Nick Pavetta, should we be talking about him more? Is he a top fifty starting pitcher? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I I lean to no, but there's nothing in the metrics that just pops off the page for me. I'm I'm trying to. Yeah. He's striking walk people rate. out. Is walk he's two walks per every outing. I mean, that's a high walk rate. Expected ERA is spot
1: on. One of the highest spin curveballs. We mentioned the spin rates before. Ooh, not he super.
0: He could be affected, but it's up this year from last. It's it's in the range is, where it wasn't Philly. Why is he suddenly not allowing home runs?
1: Yeah, that's a good question because I'm not seeing an awful lot of shifting here that suggests why that is.
0: Because I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think that would concern me when I, with a rate that low. And this isn't just because he was on the Phillies and terrible there. I, I like his FIP is better than his ERA right now. Something's going on that looks pretty good
1: but the home run well that remember xfip is going to is what's going to neutralize for home runs and that's 433 so it's saying he has been lucky home run to fly ball rate for him is seven percent that's way below his career norm of 16 and a half it is so he's been lucky he's been lucky in the home
0: run department well we always especially say, for a fly baller better to be lucky than good right just like on this show Every once in a while, we have a lucky show. We're fortunate it works. We talk, Yeah, we're lucky. <laughs> we talk about
1: meatballs or some other wonderful food.
0: Or, or plastic swords that are somehow at my feet in this makeshift <laughs> office. Um, that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening to our little show, Fantasy Focus Baseball, for Thursday, June 10th, uh, presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Always a great job by Kyle Sapi, our producer and researcher, and Tristan Happy-Cockrock. Please have a good weekend, Tristan. I am Eric Carable. Everybody have an awesome weekend.